This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. You know what, for those first eight minutes of that second period, we were dominating them, um, hemming them in the rink, and it happens. You know what, uh, you know, obviously Apple didn't mean to do that. It's a four-minute minor, but for us to give up two goals like we did, you know, line changes and, and giving up odd man rushes that, you know, we didn't have to give up on those uh, on those two goals. And, um, you know, and then they, you know, we did battle back at a power play goal and, you know, we're sitting there again real close and bad line change again and ends up in the back of our net. So those are on us, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, those type of things you can control. They're within your own grasp to handle and we got to be better at that. Winnipeg Jets lose 5-2 to the Vegas Golden Knights. Cam Poitras, Jim Toth. Jim, how you doing, Jim? Happy Friday, Cam. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well, great. I, I'm a little tired. <laughs> free for all Friday. Free for all Friday. <laughs> Other days, send us some stuff. We might go, that is, I'm not, that yeah. is the weird, I'm not even a dread. But today, ah, we'll think about it. I'm just laughing at the gift that you just put out on X there. And uh, it's a free country. I can do whatever I want. Uncle, Uncle Rico. A little bit of Uncle Rico out there. Back in 92, I could throw a football quarter mile. No doubt. No doubt. My throw mind. football over the mountains. Yeah. Are you serious? What uh, what does Auntie say when you're online that long? Well, sometimes she gets pretty upset. I bet she does. <laughs> I'd throw you right out the window. Throw that game out the window? I don't think so, Cam. No. I think there's lots to learn in that game last night. Yeah, I think so. Um, again, another loss to the Golden Knights. They've lost, if you count the playoffs, they've lost nine of their last ten against Vegas. Uh, Golden Knights have their number. I think they have a lot of teams' number. Um, they're still uh, at this point again, once again. Well, at this point, extended, um, undefeated in regulation. Five on five play was there again, you know. And and some of the issues with analytics and all that sort of things. I mean, the the Jets were heavily favored. If you if you follow the analytics community in that game, that's obviously not what happened. Um, but the five on five game was there again, Jim. It, it may not be something the fans particularly want to hear. Maybe some uh, will agree with me or something. But I, I I think that there's there's a path forward here for the Winnipeg Jets and where they're going. I you you just look at there was some big glaring errors. I don't think I've seen a game where three bad line changes added up to goals on the other team because three of those goals were from. Bad line changes. Yeah, they were horrific line changes, and especially the one on the penalty kill where four guys went for a change at there was, once. There was two on the penalty kill. Two, yeah. Yeah, which, both of them. Yeah. Uh, Logan Thompson had a, well, an Uncle Rico pass over the mountains, <laughs> right, to the blue line, and then a tip in, and it was in there. Look, yeah. here's how I view that game last night. I said yesterday, you and I agreed, if they lose this game, it won't be a surprise. If they get a point out of there, that's a good thing, and if they beat Vegas, it would be a shock. Yeah. To me, Vegas is what Winnipeg wants to be and can be in maybe two to three seasons. They have this system that Rick Bonus has put in, and, and now Scott O'Neill is running, and the rest of the coaching yeah. staff, Marty Johnson and Brad Lauer. But Vegas is just has a down to a T, just owns that kind of system see, and that play. They're at the point, Jim, where they don't even have to think. 
It's, exactly. it just, it's automatic. It's boom. It's muscle memory. They just do it. Like, I'm sorry, but the superstars on Vegas last night did nothing. Jack Eichel didn't look that impressive. Mark Stone had the pass from Logan Thompson that led to the goal, I believe. Yeah. Um, but other than that, this was like the Marsha shows and the Barbashevs. And I, I like everything about Barbashev. Ken Weeb's been on Barbashev at the trade deadline last year that he would look good in a Jets uniform. And then you and I talked about it at free agency. Yeah. Vegas resigns him. But regardless of that, this is how the I don't know. I, people are going to say this is how the whole league should want to play, but this is how the Jets want to play. They want to be a team like this, and they're just not there yet. Um, I think the five on five play shows so far through ten games, it's there, right? Like last year, it was there and it fell off, and they'd yeah. get it back, and then just a bad three months. Except for the LA game, the Jets have not quit. Right. That game, they they just fell off. It hasn't happened yet. That's a positive. That's the positive, but the line sh- the line changes were horrific, um, and I've never seen that happen with this team before. Like to have the, have the line changes that off, and then the penalty kill, like the power plays come to fruition. I do believe, and some people might not want to hear this. Mason Appleton doesn't take that double minor. This is a different game. Mm-hmm. the The first eight minutes of that second period, it was all Jets, and so. But then you get down three one, right? And what does Vegas do? Vegas changes their system to the one three one and um you know clogs up nothing in their own end and gets the puck out really quick. So yeah. I, I guess I just take from this is Vegas is a well oiled machine. That's why they won the Stanley Cup, but not just why they won the Stanley Cup. It's just how they like it was one one. And they had the best first period, and then the Jets came out and were taking it to them for eight minutes. You can play this way, you have it within yourself. A bad penalty, lost some momentum, and and you know the power play, and that's yeah. the other difference here is not only um, do does the Vegas Golden Knights play how the Jets I think want to play, but they're just way better at it, yeah. familiar with each other in it, is that their power play you know came through and the Jets didn't. So what works for them so well is that first goal that they scored, and I, I see that play. That was a very defendable play. Uh, by the Winnipeg Jets. That should not, that play should not have ended up as a two on one, but it was so quick and the transition was so quick that they recognized exactly what was going on. Bang, bang, two on one, basically, essentially just coming over the blue line. And that's it. They, they get it in the back of the net. Now, that was it. I, you know, I don't know who missed their man, who's supposed to be doing that. What I, you know, I, I don't know that. Yeah. But I look at that as a, a sort of a, a, a team error, but it was like, that's what. Vegas does well. They'll take something that maybe you would miss um, in another in another game. Like it would it would maybe turn into a two on one, or it would be a shot on net from the outside, or something like that. But they're able to turn tiny little mistakes into the back of your net, and they make sure that the that the margin of error when you're playing against them is so razor thin um, that it's 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 you got to take. You got to take your chances when you have them. It's just like the Rangers power play. Like they just, they, they know how fast the puck has to go and they know where everybody's going to be. Yeah. They just know they're not like the jets we've talked about are looking for things, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, and, and when they're looking for things, they're not getting the penalty killers feet turning the sticks out of the lane. Nothing's opening up for them, Mm -hmm. but you know, um, uh, JP VJ has, has made this point recently. I think I saw it on, on um, uh, Winnipeg Sports Talk where he said, um, you know, Ovechkin hasn't moved. Stamkos hasn't moved. And yet look at how successful for years that that is. It's because the puck moves mm-hmm. and, and they get that opening. And so 
like I don't think it was a power play loss last night or a penalty kill. It, it, it just Vegas is just better. Vegas has been this this together with this core and this style for years now, and they're really good at it. And you can't like last night Vegas. It, it was interesting going into last night's game. A lot of the Vegas Golden Knights said, "I know we're nine zero and one, but we haven't been playing well." Well, last night I thought they played well. Like yeah. I, like I thought if if you'd ask them that today, I think they would say of our ten games or eleven games, that's us playing well. Yeah, they're I clinical. Thought, I think they clicked in and and you know got their mojo going, which is yeah. weird because they're ten zero and one now. I'm not saying they didn't have their mojo going, yeah. but that's what like the Jets have won. You know they played great five on five, but they've got to figure out their special teams. It was interesting hearing Scott O'Neill after the game too on the six eighty CJB post game show is is where he's just like I'm, they're still not panicking about it, right? Because power plays, as I said, the power play isn't going to be this horrific, and it got a goal last night, but yeah. it's not going to be this horrific. For another seven months, or yeah. sorry, five months. And that goal was exactly what they needed to do. That's what we've been hearing from Scott O'Neill. That's what we've hearing from the yeah. players um, as to what they needed to do to kind of get things going and mix things up. Um, it's exactly get the puck on net, create some chaos, get a tip, and win a battle in front of the net. That's what hasn't been happening. Yes. I, I like that they're bringing in that other guy coming into the into the center of the ice. I think that's creating some space and um uh, and I and I and I think it's exactly what they need to keep doing. So hopefully it builds into something um, a little bit better here. But the penalty kill is the real thing. We've been harping on the power play because it hadn't scored in like 14 attempts, and yeah. then finally gets one last night. Cam, it's the penalty kill that was seventh in the National Hockey League last year, and is was 28th going into last night, and is now 30th. Yeah. And Kelly Moore is pointing this out on the post game show last night that the Central Division has some PK problems because I think 32nd and. 31st is um, St. Louis and Arizona or somebody. I'm, I can't remember. I'll look it up. But but that doesn't matter what the rest of the division is doing. What matters is if you had to pinpoint one thing, like we say, well, the power play is killing them. It's not good, but I don't think it's killing them. What is killing them is being 30th in the league league now on the penalty kill. Yeah. They yeah. were seventh last year. Here's Dylan Sandberg uh, on 680 CGOB sh- uh, on the, on the post game show about what they need to do to get better on the penalty kill. I mean, we had a great penalty kill last year, um, especially looking back on the numbers, and you know, we haven't got off to a great start this year. Um, you know, I think we just got to you know, just stop holding our six so tight and um, get back to that aggressive mindset and be aggressive on, uh, on when, they're, when they're coming into the zone and try and break up more plays. How much, it's confidence. It's totally well, confidence. a lot of people knocked Paul Maurice because the the forwards on the penalty kill weren't very aggressive. They they kind of hung back and kept everything to the outside. That's what they wanted with Connor Hellebuck, right? You have Connor Hellebuck, so you just want yeah. shots from the outside. I think Scott O'Neill came in last year and, and made it a little – it seems to be like – but this is what I've seen from penalty kills around the NHL. It's just more of a collapsed box. Like the Rangers do that specifically. The Rangers aren't pressuring the point so much as more coming down and – just there's no lane to yeah. shoot. But if I'm if I'm scouting the Jets' power play, that's how I defend it right now because they're not moving the puck fast enough for lanes to open up. Exactly. So just, just collapse a little bit and don't let a lane be there and just turn your feet back yeah. and forth. Yeah, challenge them. That's why they have to move it quicker so that their feet start turning, the sticks start moving from the defenders. They have to come out a little bit as well, and then some lanes will open up. But it was a good power play goal last night. I mean, that's a Joe Newendike special for all you old people out there like myself. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. Oh, Newendike is 51st off his rump. 
Rump's an old word too. That's but yeah. I didn't, say, I didn't want to add rump. Keister. Yeah, I haven't heard you rump in a I'm long time. I'm throwing right out the window. It's Keister. old. It's old saying day today here on Jet Set Noon, as Keister. well as a free for all Friday. Keister's a good one. Two zero four seven eight zero. My grandma used to say that. I'm like, is grandma really going to throw me out the window? Is You're going to fall on your Keister. I'll throw you out on your Keister, Jimmy. You have one more chocolate pudding, and I'll throw you right out the window. Two zero four seven eight zero. I've only had eight. Sixty Sixty-eight, sixty-eight. Uh, Fanny is uh, another one. That's a real old word, but that means so- that means something totally different in the UK. I, I don't know. Well, I'll look it up. I'll tell you when you're Not older, British. Jim. Let's take a break. Let's Have come you ever back. Had a potato sandwich, though. I'm I, I, I am Irish. They're delicious. They're delicious, Jim. We'll get to free for all Friday. Got a bunch of text messages here. 204-780-6868. We'll get into them as well. Phone lines are open. You guys want to give us a ring? 204-780-6868. And here's a question. What you just said, like, are you okay with the five on five? Are you happy and and think the special teams will come around? Or are you just upset that they're four, four and one? And when we come back as well, we'll talk a little. There's two Canadian teams here that are lost last night. We'll get into that when we come back. Throw that power play right out the window. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. 204-780-6868, free-for-all Friday. Phone lines are open. Text lines are open. Jim, Ottawa, second last in the Eastern Conference, losing 3-2 to L.A., a good team. And Edmonton, third last in the West right now, 4-3 loss. Dallas, another good team. Mark Spector put out on social media, as I was watching the Jets game last night and listening to Paul and Mitchell call it on our station, 680-CJOB, the Oilers' best players are once again tonight their worst players. Ottawa needs a change. Sam Gagne just got signed. He got two goals. Ottawa needs a change. I, I really believe. Ottawa needs a change. I believe they need a change. Like a coach? I would think. I, I think so. I don't think DJ Smith has done anything necessarily horrible. I actually think he's a pretty dang good coach. But if they're in this position, they have to dig themselves out of, out of another hole this year. Well, I think I, they have to change things up. I I would venture to guess, and I think DJ's done a good job. I think he has. Uh, I would venture to guess under the new ownership and the new GM management yeah. positions that if they don't make the playoffs this year, they will make a change. Free for all Friday. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on six eighty CJOB. Well, oh, thank you very much, Skylar Peters. How you doing? Well, back well, in the saddle. Well, Finally look at back. Who it is. Returning to the job he apparently has. Imagine that, eh? What a imagine, novel idea. Imagine working the job you're actually paid you to do. You signed up for. Yeah. yeah. Watch yourself now. Weird. It's crazy. Who, me what a concept. Him? And I'm not here oh, next him. week, so don't even try me. Where are you going next week now? He's I'm just going, staying at home. You know what? I'm not even getting into the details of next week. I'm going to the Western semifinal tomorrow night at Uh-oh. BC Place, the Calgary Stampeders, the BC Lions. You're going to be wearing blue and gold? I am wearing a Clarence Denmark jersey. Oh, yeah. sweet. Oh, Clarence wow. Denmark. That's, Denmark. That's, that's a little throwback. Eh? That, that's a, a great throwback. one. That is a good one. Can he, he can, was, he can was the awesome. Bombers sign him? Yeah. Because they're down a couple wide receivers. Right now. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, I'll put in a call. Um, you should wear a Jamie Stoddard jersey there. Oh, Jamie Stoddard. 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 You know Jamie. Jamie <laughs> Stoddard. Mind. Jamie Stoddard uh, is from the West. Last time I saw him, he was. I think a, he was helping coach UBC or U UBC. Didn't he go into like to become an RCMP officer? Is no, that the he's guy? a teacher. No. Oh, that was right. Okay. Yeah, he's a teacher. Who went to become an RCMP? He officer? teaches on the coach. You should. He, uh, he'll probably be at the game. Jamie the throwback Stoddard. I had on the film room last week was. Ryan Smith, oh. the wide receiver, oh, not, he not the former Edmonton Oiler, the glitch catch. No, yeah, the glitch catch. That's yeah. what he's famous for. Yeah. Um, um, he showed up. He was very similar to um, 
Dressler. Uh, Dressler. Weston Drilly almost they, played they exactly the same. The same, the same year. Both of them yeah. came over from uh, yeah. Saskatchewan. We should have some kind of contest where um, we send a Bomber fan to a other city's game, not involving the Bombers, with random <laughs> Bomber You're going to chip in for this one? You're going to chip in for this contest? It would be a contest where you get to be on the air and tell us how the reception for you was, and you just pay your airfare, yeah. buy your ticket, and get your hotel And we give yourself. him like a Pierre-Luc LeBay jersey. Or yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get the jersey. Uh, you know, Stoddard Pierre was... Pierre-Luc LeBay, and you go watch the Alouettes play the Argos. Stoddard was a... There's, I had a lot of Stoddard fans in my family. You get a Stoddard jersey, and you go to the Ticats versus Saskatchewan. You could you found him. You know what? That guy, he had glue on his hands. You throw him in any position, he caught the ball. He was just there. He was money, it, hey? man. He was well, in fact, when, I, when I was covering was, the Bisons and he just, showed up as the UBC coach, he's like, hey, Jim. And I turned, I'm like, Jamie Stoddard, how are you doing? What are you doing? He goes, well, I'm teaching now and I'm helping coach uh, CIS or the time yeah. of U sport. And I said, just like on the field, you just show up, eh? Like <laughs> nobody knows when you're needed, he's but there. when you're needed, that's, he's there. He'd show up, and it's that's just exactly, hate that him. Was, and I'm like, was, I haven't seen him for three or four years. That was exactly his time. It's the Bombers. He's he's got maybe one catch in the first quarter. It's like, man, we really need this first down. Yeah. He goes 15, like oh, corner route off the, the fourth. They're like, they need a first down here. Where can they get it? Steagle's double teamed, and you know whatever we got. <laughs> Terrence Edwards has got one on one, and then all of a sudden Stoddard gets an on 18 the flat, yard pass. out of bounds, stops yeah. the clock, started in the seam. That's right. Stoddard in the yeah. scene. Stops the clock. There you go. Find a Stoddard <laughs> Put jersey Troy Westwood out there for game the kick. in BC. This is like a Friday night around the bonfire just talking about old yeah. old guys that played on your favorite sports. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Uh, Free for all Friday. Phone lines are open. 204-780-6868. Uh, Denise says, we gave it all we had. Felt like we played. Felt like we were playing our older brother. That one from Denise. <laughs> Uh, which is a great text is, message. That actually is a great comparison. It is. It is. He just the same kind of same bloodline, same everything. They're just a little bit better and more experienced at it. Uh, That's a great comparison. Bill texts to show. He says, "Pulled Hellebuck too soon?" Question mark. Question mark. Um, no, Bill. In a situation like that, the, the Jets have gotten hurt several times by a team pulling their goalie with. Four, five Six minutes. minutes le- they're down by three. I know. I'm for that. If you're down by two goals and you need to get going, I'm all for pulling your goalie. Who cares if you lose by three or two? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, go for it. Um, and the more time, um, I remember I was covering the the Merritt Centennials in the BCHL, and I was in Penticton, and the Merritt hated the Penticton V's. V's are an incredible organization out there in the BCHL. Anyways. Um, they, the V's had them by the, uh, the, the, the sense finally had them and, um, Penticton, uh, the sense got a power, uh, got a pen, uh, took a penalty and there was 10 minutes left and they pulled their goalie and they were down by three and 10 minutes. They just, and it was, a, it was a mate, it was a double, double minor, like what we saw and they got two and they went on to win the game. But it was 10 minutes left. Yeah. I was at a uh, U11 Lorette Comets game at the Hockey for All Center two weeks yes. ago. Yeah. And it was a tie game 3-3. And the Lorette took a penalty with like a minute 48 to go. And the other team, coached by Brian Schmeichel, a friend of mine, yeah, um, pulled their goalie. So it was a six on four with 148 to go in a 3-3 game. And I thought, Schmeichel is either brilliant <laughs> or he's going to get fired from an 11-year-old <laughs> hockey game. And it ended in a 3-3 tie. Well, then, we'll, we'll wait till the next time What do time you think that of happens. that, though? With a 148 to go. Not in a 3-3 tie. No, that's what I was. No. 
Schmeichel's. I mean, lost I know, it. I know you. Yeah, you know what? He's sitting there. You know, you play this game to win. That's what he said. We're not playing. To, we don't play to lose. We play to win. <laughs> the best part about him is his team is really good. I remember they didn't play yeah. last year, but I remember being at tournaments and their team is loaded. And he's like, ah, no big deal. You just try to win. Have John, fun. John texts the show free <laughs> for all. Parents are going, what are you doing? And he's like, ah, try to win the game. That's how. <laughs> that's how eleven year old hockey should be coached. Free for all Friday. Uh, this one from we'll try John. To pull one out here. We won't win consistently until they make the nets bigger. Way too many prime scoring chances miss the net. Well, I, I pulled the stat. I don't. I don't know. Like relatively, it's hard to tell um, in terms of shots because the teams that miss the net the least are like the Sharks and uh, Chicago in the league, and like not teams that are not that good, obviously. So it's hard to tell who's really missing the most, like grade A chances. Um, maybe there's an analytic out there, and somebody can send that to me two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. But the Jets are fourteenth right now in missing the net, and they're eleventh overall in shooting uh, in in pucks on net here with thirty two point nine. So I just it's I feel, free for I all feel, Friday, so I, I welcome like, all of these. Yeah, I feel like they're missing the net too much on grade A chances, uh, but I don't know That's how on much. The player. Yeah, I don't know how much that is in you know comparing to the other teams in the league i, I just don't have that info but that's, I, I feel yeah, like they do i don't look that's an off-season talk we're 10 games into a year and making the nets bigger isn't going to fix the jets yeah i, I appreciate the take because it's free for all friday but yeah. that's off-season talking stuff it's on the the player to hit the net Corey texts the show uh can't wait till we play the sharks <laughs> careful what you wish for Corey. Careful what you wish for. Oh, the they're gonna mix. They're gonna mix in a win once. A uh, Sharks Jets battle here. would get the phone lines going if it was like a shootout loss to oh, the Sharks. I'm gonna be sitting there praying that they don't lose that game. But what about Vancouver? They played the night before too. They're. For, I think they might be for real. Jim. They. I mean, Brock Besser is back. Like Brock Besser is having I'm a Josh Morrissey season. Said this a bunch of times. And I hate I'm to compare it because I'm not trying so to dismay. Happy for him. So happy for him. Both of those players I mentioned lost their father. Yeah. And that is an extremely tough thing to go through. But Besser seems to be the way Josh Morrissey was last year. You know, dealing with a lot of stuff, going through a lot of things naturally as any yep. human would. And then, you know, you, you make your peace and, and move forward and allowed to focus more on your day-to-day life. And Brock Besser is, and JT Miller, Elias Pedersen is put on the, weight. The, and the Canucks were trying to get Quinn rid of. Quinn Hughes, and then Demko, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's, and they play hard. That was the thing is they always, they had, like last year they had the pieces. It just had to get going, you know. And with Besser, you know, the, the, the Canucks were actively trying to shop him for a year and a half to two years and no one was going to take his contract on um, unless they put some stuff in there. So, you know, coupling that with, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm real happy for him. I really am. And he totally deserves yeah. it. Um, he's a really good player. Yeah. Remember he's available last year. I thought like, totally. wasn't they floating around he, for 6 million. And absolutely. I was like, That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Jimmy James, our good friend, says Shifley cost the Jets game versus the Rangers staying on too long in overtime. Yeah, Jimmy, I know. I don't want to shock you, Jimmy, but that happens on three-on-three overtime. It's tough to get off. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why Unless that's, you have the puck. That's why teams sometimes will just hold onto the puck and go for yeah. a change. And to counterpoint you, Jimmy, uh, four Jets tried to make a, pl- uh, a change on the PK last night, and it didn't work out too well. Yeah, there were some issues with the line change, that's for sure. There Two was a Dan Marino, Logan Thompson pass right down <laughs> to the blue line. So I yeah. would venture to say on three-on-three, three, unless you have the puck, you shouldn't be changing. This texture says, Jim... I spent a lot of time arguing with you while in my car, but we're on the same page. Uh-oh. ITES says this is a capable and fun team to watch. 
Last year's PK on this team changes their record dramatically, and even average special teams improves their record to a possible 7-2-1. and Um, I had the texter's name here. That's Steve. That's Steve and Morden. That one's from him. Yeah. yeah, I hear. Thanks for listening, Steve. Yeah, thanks for listening, buddy. And it's okay if you argue with me. Yeah, that's fine. I argue with myself sometimes. Um, but thanks for listening. That's a good point, Steve. Like, and that's what I'm saying, right? Like, if the five on five play was bad, like I, I've just I've been through too many seasons with this team where the five on five play isn't good, and they're getting bailed out by skill and yep. goals off the rush and amazing goaltending. Yeah, net mining. Um, this team is fun to watch. This team is going to be more entertaining. Because of the way they play. And if you doubt what I'm saying, watch a Vegas Golden Knights team. And if you're a Knights fan, do you not have fun watching those games? Do you not have fun last night watching them dominate the first period? Have it taken to them in the second and go, oh boy, it's tied. What's going on here? And then getting a man advantage and watching the tic-tac-toe. And like, it's just, it's hard to explain, right? Because if you're an Oiler fan, all you want to do is watch that top six play. Yeah. But how much fun are you having right now? Mm Mm-hmm. How much fun are you having last year when they're winning games 6-5 and Dreisaitl and McDavid have to have four points each to get a win? But it's fun to watch depth, good 5-on-5 hockey. And I'm the guy that I'll like watching a 2-1 game just as much as I like watching a 6-5 game if it's good and 5-on-5 hockey. Yeah, absolutely. It's about about what's actually happening on the ice. Some of the best games you ever watch are 2-1. 204-780-6868, 204-780. I had everyone in Morden, too. 6868. <laughs> uh, this texture says with forwards like McGroarty, Lambert, Barlow, Lucius, and Cheeperkoff coming up in the next couple of years, is it time to deal Ehlers for a Brandon Schneider, Nick Haig type of edgy young demon with some offensive ability? Well, this is my opinion on this. I think uh, this year and the next year is Ehlers' last uh, year under contract. I think depending on how things go, how Ehlers you know, finalizes and finishes up this year and next year as well as his own option and his own opinion of if he wants to stay in Winnipeg, if he wants to resign here, if the team wants him, I think all those questions still uh, need to be answered. But just as you said, with all those players coming up, uh, I think that that needs something that needs to be looked at. I, I don't think the you know, I'm not saying the jets need to trade uh, Nick Ehlers, um, but I think that that, that is potentially an option. I, having said all that, um, this year, no, you do not. You don't. You're not trading Nick Ehlers this year. Um, you need him to. You need him this year. You need him to get going here uh, at some point because, just as you mentioned, those players there: McGordy, Lambert, Barlow, Lucius, Chibrikov. They're not going to come in here and, and make this team a playoff team or a team that's going to be in a uh, in a really good safe position uh, you know, coming up in April at the end of the regular season. Nick had another rough game last night. Yes, he did. And yeah. then he had a great game uh, against New York after I said on Saturday in Montreal I didn't. he didn't have a good game. He's missed training camp. He's highly skilled. I've never been on the bus to trade him. I've never been on the get rid of him, this and that. But he is an analytical darling that needs to do more. Mm-hmm. He needs to produce. He needs to be productive. He needs to put up some points. He can't just be a great possession guy and continue to score 60 points a year. He needs to stay healthy. He needs to start putting up some points and being a difference maker. Yep. If you look at this roster, the difference makers are Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, and Nick Ehlers. Everybody else is good. I thought Nita Ryder was one of the best players on the ice last night. But Nita Ryder doesn't have Ehlers' skill. Skilled players have to come through. I have some more time and a lot more leeway for Nick Ehlers 
I really do. Mm-hmm. So do I. It's only 10 games. I've mentioned Saturday and last night he wasn't good. I thought against the Rangers he was really good. Nick is his own worst critic. He knows how he's playing better than anybody, but he has to start producing. Yep. Yeah. No, it's it's those good analytics, the good possession numbers, the driving offense numbers, all that stuff has to start adding up to something. And he knows that, right? Like when yeah. you talk to him, when Ken Weeb talked to him post game, he like he said, he goes, I feel like I haven't gotten any good looks this year. Yeah. Um, the way I'm playing and stuff like this. Like he doesn't need anybody to remind him of that. But he's got four points in 10 games, and he's minus five. I got a lot of more runway for Nick Ehlers, but he needs to start producing and helping this team win. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that, too. It, it's it's eventually, it's a, it's a put-up-or-shut-up uh, situation here because we hear it all the time, all the time. Ehlers isn't giving the best opportunities. He's not on the first power play. He's not with the top unit. It's because it doesn't work. He's on the first working. power play this year, it's, and he got taken it's, off. It's it. because it's not working. He played 20 minutes in that in everybody's screaming 18 to 20 minutes. He played 20 minutes in Montreal. And again, he missed all of camp. I don't know what his neck is like or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's all. And I have, true. I have a lot of time for injuries. I do. It's a rough game and some guys are just plagued by it. Um, if you look at Kyle Connor, I'm surprised he hasn't been more injured the way he's built and stuff. But all that being said, um, this is year one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. For Nick Ehlers, mm-hmm. this is a year and next year where he has to start, you know, putting up 70, 75 points a game and helping the team win. They, they need him. So, absolutely. 204 780 This one, Brent uh, text the show, 10 games in, are the Jets a playoff team? Yes, I do. And looking at it now, uh, I think they are a playoff team. Um, and I look at where the central division is right now. And it's not uh, particularly a strong division. Perhaps it might even be uh, likely is the weakest. Uh, the Pacific isn't great. The, the, the Eastern Conference, I think, is a lot tougher. Uh, but I think um, I, I, I think the LA Kings are real good. I think the Canucks are good. I think Vegas is good. I don't necessarily believe in the Ducks. I don't necessarily believe in Arizona. Um, and, I, and I think the Jets are um, – I think they're going to finish third in the Central when all this is said and done. I, 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 I believe that. Uh, Nashville is a team that is looking to uh, David Poyle, the general manager there said, they're going to be holding a competitive. We got to take a break. They're going to have a competitive rebuild. They're, they're trying to win. They're not trying to win necessarily. Now, Minnesota has been playing terribly. It seems like that cat, that time is really, really adding up for them on all that extra cap space. That's just being eaten away. And the blues in Chicago. I mean, I, I, I think that they're going to be a playoff team, but I think it's going to be third in the Jets playoff spot to lose. As opposed to Jets need to do some things to get in. I think they have a playoff spot, and it's up to them to keep That is the perfect way to put it. Let's take a break. Let's come back. More free-for-all Friday on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Got a text message here. Only got uh, three minutes or so. This texture says, regarding Ehlers, Nick has to be on the first power play. He needs to be on the ice more and given a shot to skate with the first line to get him going. I don't... I mean, he was is, on the first this line. Thing con- this constantly comes up. He was on the power play, and it wasn't working. They so, took him off. So it's so for Nick Ehlers to not be uh, uh, an, an impactful player, I, I just I just don't I don't buy that. He's got to then if he's on the second line, he's got to make that second line more dynamic. Here's the thing he's, I like, say about I, Patrick Liney. I'll say about Nick Ehlers. Yeah. If they're that great, they should make the guys they're playing with better. Yes. If they're these phenoms that have exceptional talent that the majority of the other players in the entire league don't have, 
whom they're playing with should get better by playing with them. Yes. Nick Ehlers can do that. I do believe that. I believe Ehlers can make who he's playing with better. I think he can help we, a power we've play. Seen, we've seen it. But Nick himself didn't want to be on the first power play. If you listen to what Nick was saying the past couple of years, and don't tell me it was, oh, I don't want to upset Paul Maurice. Nick will be the most honest person you talk to. He's on a line with Perfetti and Nemestikov, and there's some chemistry there. That line, again, struggled last night. The third line, again, was the analytical best line for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, like I said, I have a lot more runway for Nick. He missed all of training camp. Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley don't, they, for what the Winnipeg Jets are trying to do, they don't need Nick Ehlers on that line. They need a guy that's going to go to the net. That's why Alex Ifala was there. That's why, just to change things up, Mason Appleton was brought up there as the game went on. They need somebody to go in front of the net. That's what they need to do for that line to be successful. That's that. That's that's exactly what's going on. It's I Nick is skilled enough and talented enough that he should help Perfetti and Nemesikov be be better players. And and like I said, so it's a new line, right? And him and Nemesikov had a little bit of chemistry last year. Um, I wonder if they're going to put Perfetti up on that top right wing. Yeah. After a while, I, I that's the move I would make. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Thanks so much for texting the show. Thanks. Everybody for participating in some free for all Friday. Jim Toth will take you all the way until three o'clock. Thank you. Free for all. Thank you for all. Thank you very much. Jeffrey Forche. He's already got his jacket on. He's running out of here. Wow. Uh, It's Friday night for Forche right now. That's right. He's already on his way out of here. Thank you very much, Forche. Great job producing the show. Sam. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB.